everyone. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of When I Grew Up. On today's episode, it is my pleasure and honor to welcome my guest, Esther Hong. Hi, Esther. How are you? Hi. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Um, so Esther is super busy. She's a busy woman, and I'm just super um, excited that she's here. Um, not only that, before I tell you what she does, like I need to tell you a little bit of how amazing she is. First of all, Esther um, was the wedding planner um, at my my and what a David's wedding. I always say my wedding, but it was, it was our wedding. It was David's wedding too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Um, she like doesn't do that anymore I don't do you no no yeah but like she at that time of her life she was doing that on the side amongst other things um but she was like without her my wedding would not have happened I'm convinced of that or our wedding excuse me (laughs) I did it again (laughs) um and then um but uh beyond that you know I've known her for a while because like, she, okay, if you live in Atlanta and uh, you go to church, like uh, Esther kind of paved the way, I think, for a lot of us. And she probably hates that I'm talking like this about her right now. What are you talking but about? Which, which Esther are you talking about? You, I'm talking about you. <laughs> um, she probably doesn't even like realize it. She does. I know she does in her heart. But um, anyways, all that to say uh, with just the... Um, the many retreats that I've attended growing up in middle school and high school. And um, I'm just so thankful for for your investment into our generation, into my generation. You're not that old, but I... <laughs> not that old. But truly, truly, um, I'm so thankful because she kind of coordinated a lot of the retreats that I attended um, and to make a place that was in an atmosphere that was conducive for us to to come to know who Jesus is. And for that, I'm super thankful. Um, But the reason she's here, enough of my talking, is because she is an event manager. Um, But she is like the ultimate event manager, in my opinion. And it is actually, I should not say this with so much like enthusiasm because it might offend my other guests, but truly this might be my dream job. And I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to learn more about what you do. Um, so, Esther, could you tell me what it is you do? Yeah. So, um, I am an event manager, like Laura said. Um, I, my current company, I joined early 2019. I moved back to Atlanta. And so, um, uh, if you've some people may know there's a, a white and green shoe called the Stan Smith shoe from Adidas. So Stan is my boss, one of my bosses. So I work for Stan Smith events and um, we do corporate events and nonprofit, some nonprofit organizations as well. We do events around live sporting events. So obviously with Stan being a former world number one tennis player, we do the four grand slams Um, which are Australian Open, French Open, Wimbledon, U.S. Open. And then we'll do golf majors. Um, Our team actually tonight, they're down at the Masters this week in Augusta. And then we'll do world championships. So Olympics, FIFA World Cup, Rugby World Cup. Um, And then we'll do partnership events. So it's like um, having a group go out to do uh, a few days at Pebble Beach or down at Sea Island or... um, we did one, I think my 40th birthday, I totally got lucky, but we did one um, down in Cabo. So, you know, what a, what, what a way to, you know, enter into the next decade, right? Yeah. yeah, that is so cool. Like, I feel like you're talking so nonchalantly, but I'm like, my mouth is like open for those of you who can't see because I'm so in awe of all the, I mean, I love sports and then I like planning things. So just the the marriage of the two just sounds ideal. So, but um, when you say we do these events, mm-hmm. what does that mean? So our main um, clientele are global and fortune 500 clients, corporations. Okay. Um, we do, again, like I mentioned earlier, we do have some nonprofit organizations where we'll do donor programs for them as well, events. But um, typically... 
we'll have a client who would like to go to one of these sporting events. And so whether it's for the U.S. Open, whether it's just um, setting up one day where they'll do dinner in the city and then we'll transfer them over to Flushing Meadows to go to the evening session of the U.S. Open. Um, it, it could look anything like that, or it could be an overnight program. So um, one of our biggest events is Wimbledon, and Wimbledon's a little bit different. So we've actually got um, a house that we rent out for the two weeks that we're there, and every day is a different corporate client. So they'll come in, they'll have catered lunch, and then that house is um, literally right off the grounds of Wimbledon. And so they'll, you know, they just kind of go back and forth all day between the house and then going in to watch world-class tennis. So yeah, it, it, you said it would be your dream job. It's definitely my dream job. So, um, very, very fortunate and, and grateful to get to do what I do. That's awesome. Hey, a little side note, um, is your, office in Alpharetta it is is it on Maxwell Road it is (laughs) oh my gosh no that's so funny because it's right across the tag office yeah yeah and I was driving last week (laughs) to the tag office and I saw it and I thought surely that's not the Stan Smith events that you work at but I guess that's cool it is is. yeah yeah so we've got we've got some of our team um that work remotely and then we'll meet on site at these different events um but then there's a core team of us here in Atlanta that work out of that Maxwell Road house and so next time you you drive by you've got to stop by and say hello yeah no for sure that's so cool (laughs) I don't know why it's cool but it's cool for me (laughs) Um, so, okay. Um, what does a typical day for you look like then? I would imagine it's always evolving, always changing, but typically, yeah. What does it look like? So it would depend on what, what month of the year it's at, you know? So we, um, with a lot of these sporting events, they're annual events. So we've got a rotating calendar Mm -hmm. and then, Every once in a while, we'll have a partnership event at a different location. So it kind of, everything is always kind of revolving of you're planning towards the next, you know, however many events, and then you're on site at events. So Mm -hmm. we, you know, before COVID hit in 2019 was one of our largest years. Um, I would say if not every month, then every other month we are on site at another event. Oh, wow. So it's just kind of that tension of, you know, where we are in the calendar, but mm-hmm. a typical day in the office here would be, um, you know, go in in the morning and then it's, it's preparing, um, whatever you need to get done for the X, Y, Z events ahead. So whether that's, you know, we're, if we're in a marketing phase, then it's preparing decks on, you know, what kind of events we can do for the client, you know, what we offer, what locations we can do, or if we're in the next step, then it's contracting, you know, um, figuring out what works best and then contract contracting all of that out. Mm. And then if it's further along, then it's, it's actually planning out the details, working with vendors, um, for dinners, you know, ticket offices for tickets, um, transportation, you know, just planning and working with all our vendors. And then if it's the week out, we always do a pre-event week, And then that is the week where it's kind of all hands on deck. And then, you know, especially if we're traveling to a different city or internationally, then it's packing all of our, you know, bags with um, different gifts or whatever supplies we need to take everything from like, you know, portable printers and ink to, you know, uh, gifts, tennis rackets and, um, you know, other gifts that memorabilia that we would pass out to the different um, clients. Oh, wow. So you guys are like planning every small detail then yes so we do everything from the minutia to you know the the big so yeah you get to kind of see every step of the way that's crazy so is your team very big or is it a small no so we're we're pretty small we're smaller now because of covid Mm. um but um we are we call ourselves a boutique event company. I think all together with our contract um 
fully staffed, we were probably at around 10 people. And then um, depending on the cities, we would have, you know, contacts or contract um, employees in those cities. So like in Paris, we'll have a couple of people, people who obviously are fluent in French. I'm not fluent in French. And so it's kind of like that in Australia, Mm. we'll have a couple of people down there and so forth. So, um, you know, we've got a lot of people that will come on board to help us for certain events. But I would say full time, we were probably at max, we were probably a little less than 10. Okay, so do you guys all have your specific jobs? Or is it like you guys all kind of do all the things? So we do have specific roles, but we do a little bit of everything. So um, depending, it's kind of, it depends on the event. So it's, if one person, let's say my colleague Chris is leading on um, one event, then I'll sub for him. So I'll support him. And then on another event, I may be leading and then he'll support me. And so it's just kind of depending on who the client is, who is um, typically the main point of contact for that client. Mm -hmm. And then also depending on the event and then availability. So it's kind of just all hands on deck mentality, even though we have specific roles. Okay. Um, And what is your specific role usually? So my specific role is typically, um, it's kind of evolved because of COVID. Uh uh And so we've kind of had to pick up a lot more things than than usual. But um, typically it's working with vendors, um, figuring out, doing the research, connecting with them, looking, you know, finding out who, where's best for us to go, who's best for us to um, work with. So Mm. everything from minutia of, picking the florals for tables in the center to, um, to doing tickets, you know, selling tickets and working with Wimbledon and pricing tickets to sell to our corporate clients, but also to individuals who may want to work. So it's a, there's, my fingers are kind of dipped into a lot of different, um, pails at the moment. So, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's not boring for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're kind of ever evolving. So, um, yeah. Um, so what is, if I could ask you, what is your, um, like one of your favorite events that you've done so far? So my favorite event, um, would have to be, is probably my first event with, um, this company was Wimbledon. So, um, to be completely honest, I love watching live sporting events, like uh-huh. going to a stadium, but I never watched sports on TV, you know, and I never watched tennis. I was not a big, I think the, the last people, this is going to date me, but like <laughs> the last time I was really familiar with a tennis player was probably like, um, what's his name? Chang. I don't even know. <laughs> Uh, that all to say, um, like Andre Agassi, I was gonna say, I know Andre era, Agassi, you know, Steffi Graf, that kind of era. So, that is kind of older. Yeah, <laughs> older era. A yes. little bit older. Yeah. None of them are playing currently. <laughs> a little bit older, uh, but it was amazing to go and watch. Um, anybody who loves tennis, if you can afford it, then you have to go to Wimbledon. It really is like Mecca. And so just, um, I was enamored with how detailed and how well done, um, they, their, their grounds people set up Wimbledon, but also, um, my very first match that I got to go sit in the stadium and watch Stan watched with me. And so he, he was explaining the whole match to me on, you know, how they're serving, you know, what the rules are, you know, look for these little tidbits. And he just, it was just a special moment. Like who gets to say, you know, Stan Smith, nobody (laughs) tennis, you know, so that, that will forever be, you know, a memory that's etched into, to my mind. Yeah, Yeah. That's incredible, man. That. That just sounds like an amazing perk to your job. <laughs> definitely is. Um, so, okay, um, if you don't mind, um, so, like, when you're at an event like Wimbledon, um, like, could you 
give me a little bit of detail about like what it is you are actually doing day to day at the at the site of the event because like you know a lot of event managing and planning happens before but I would imagine you have to make sure things run smoothly day of like what does that look like right so it's really similar to like planning a wedding you know um it's just you're you're detailed in different um areas but so a typical day at Wimbledon will look like we'll wake up we'll make sure that the house is clean because you know obviously that it's cleaned from the day before we had a different client in and then all of our vendors will come in our caterers will come in and reset you know serving staff you know make sure with transportation that everybody is on time to pick up you know if they need to pick up guests in the city throughout London then they're on time because everything is you know obviously timed and so um, it's just making sure that all of those details that we've planned up until then you know fall into place and and work and so um, we'll have staff that come in making sure even though it's somewhat of a repeat of the previous day you know just going over all the details again you know make Mm -hmm. sure that this is taken care of make sure that this is taken care of you know if there's dietary needs, anybody with allergies, you know, you remove anything that has, <clears throat> it will affect any of the guests for that day. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then after the lunch, what we'll do is our team will escort everybody to Wimbledon. So we'll, we'll pretty much take them up into the, um, the archway where they go down into their seats mm-hmm. so that, you know, it's huge and there's tons of people everywhere. So just making it more efficient, but to make sure that they get to their seats. Okay. And so we'll escort them over there and then we'll wait. A lot of times um, they'll come back in the afternoon after tennis to have English tea. So then we'll, you know, do what we need to set up the house for tea, you know? And so um, it's just kind of an ongoing uh, day of just checking off boxes of, okay, we, this is next. So making sure that that's set and, you know, the next thing is ready to go. So kind of being in the moment, but always thinking, you know, two steps ahead. Okay. This is coming. So yeah. Yeah. Is it gratifying? Like when you see the event just going like the way it's supposed to? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, you know, there's, there's sometimes a thrill in the troubleshooting, But for the most part, it's, you know, you've planned for months and months and months, if not, you know, a year, like Olympics would be years, you've planned for so long, and then you get to see it come to fruition, you know, and it kind of just comes to life before your eyes where everything was contracts and spreadsheets up until that point, you know, it, it comes to life and you get to see, oh, you know, these are the flowers that I chose and, and just seeing the little pieces come together like a big puzzle. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when you see just, I think the biggest gratification is when you see people enjoy and appreciate what you've worked so hard to, you know, lead up to that point. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, You mentioned the troubleshooting part. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I mean, you know, it sounds glorious, everything you do, but I, I also think it's highly stressful at times. <laughs> yes, um, yes. So like, um, like, yeah, do you get stressed or are you like used to it or? Um, I, so lucky for me, I work well under stress. Okay. So, and I kind of um, thrive under pressure. And so like to, to give you an example, <clears throat> You know, in high school, when you have to take a test and you've got whatever, 50 minutes to an hour for that class to take the test, I would typically wait until like the last 30, 20 minutes to take the (laughs) test. And so just kind of, I have always thrived under pressure. And so, you know, it's, you kind of, if you've done enough events, you kind of already know how, you know, okay, if this goes wrong, then I can always do this. You kind of mm. have your backups already planned in your head or you've already experienced, you know, oh, this will work. This, So you've kind of got plan B, plan C in, the, in your back pocket in case something happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you would never want to go into an event 
like one of these and not be prepared. I mean, that, right. you know, that would be, you know, the worst thing to do. So you've kind of got your best case scenario and worst case scenario going into it. And then that way, no matter what happens, you're ready to pivot whichever way that you need to. So. Right. And I, it just occurred to me too, like, you know, I've, I mean, I haven't planned a lot of things, but the things that I have planned, you know, I have like, uh, well, in a church context, right? Like it's a group of volunteers that are willing to help me. But then I feel, you know, this is, you have a super team of people that everyone knows what they're doing. So I I would assume that would be less stressful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But you know, but sometimes it's not the people, it's, it's the problem. So it's the scope of the problem. So yes, it is a lot easier when you're working with professionals Uh who uh have our experience to some extent and, you know, are able to, if not quick on, you know, quick to think of what to do or quick to ask what to do. And so, you know, it gets worked out. I think the worst thing you could do as well is, um, not know what to do in a situation and don't ask for help and just kind of sit in there. And then, cause every minute is time wasted. So, mm. you know, having people who are not afraid to say, Hey, this hasn't happened or I messed up here. What can we do? And, and then we pivot. You yeah. Know? So it's good. It's really good. I think that's not, that's good life advice. <laughs> it is. It is good life advice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's a team mentality. So mm. <clears throat> Definitely. Well, um, Esther, I was uh, wondering, you know, I had mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast that, um, you know, I know you from just my church life and growing up here in Atlanta um, and that you planned a lot of church retreats. And so I, I don't I don't know just what I know about you. I don't know you well. But I know that I can always count on you to get things done because that's just who I know you to be, right, in my kind of scope of life. And um, I'm curious, could you take me back to like the very start? Like, did you study something like this in college or <laughs> or like what was kind of the journey for you? Because for me, again, it's like I know that um yeah, I think I've always kind of known that about you. Like, why be a wedding planner if you don't thrive under pressure? You know what I mean? Like, um, sure. <clears throat> so, yeah, could you, like, take me all the way back and kind of share with me um, what started you on this journey towards being where you are today? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the retreats that you're referring to are, are Living Water was a retreat that we did way back in the day. And um, I think it started so little background, my dad's a retired pastor. So being a PK, um, you know, I'm not sure what it's like nowadays. I assume that it's a little bit still similar, but um, you kind of were given responsibilities just because you're the pastor's kid, you know? And so um, it kind of started from that, but then at a very early age, if I'm totally honest, uh, I... I learned very quickly that I like being in control. And Mm. so instead of attending in a retreat, I would much rather um, figure out how to do something better. You know, I would see something, whether it's, you know, aesthetics or the actual scheduling or how to do this or that, you know, I, I was, um, I kind of just critiqued everything in my head Mm. and of how can you do this better? How can you do this more efficiently? I think that's kind of just ingrained in who I am, but along the way, um, I, you know, I grew to love beautiful environments, you know? Mm. And so, um, I didn't do weddings. I only did weddings for that short season for people that I knew really well. Um, and so it was special, but you know, it's, it's, I think you touched upon it earlier of, um, you know, it, it's always kind of been a desire to be able to set a place or, um, make a place where people, Mm -hmm. a feel comfortable and safe, but why not make it beautiful as well? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I know how I feel when I see something beautiful or, you know, if there's a beautiful tablescape um, at a dinner that was set for me, just how special you feel. And so I think um, just a, a love for that 
kind of grew as I got older. And Mm -hmm. so um, it's funny because I actually wanted to become an architect. And so I was planning to do that, but then pivoted, ended up going to UGA and doing business. Um, But it kind of just, events kind of have always been, you know, in in the background. And so as I got older, I kind of um, realized more and more that I really did love doing that. And then just kind of researched and saw that there's so many different events that you could be a part of, you know? And so um, I think just kind of as I've grown, you know, I've learned um, what I love and what I don't love and, and how to, you know, incorporate what, try to incorporate a little bit more of what you do love and what you do every day. And so, um, yeah, it, it's definitely been a long journey to get to this point. And so, um, but, but totally love it. And, you know, it, it's definitely, like you said, it's my dream job. So, yeah. 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 Um, okay. So I have a question and so someone else that I had on the podcast, um, they, ended up doing something else with their life but before they decided to do that other thing um, they actually like got like a certificate in like wedding planning or something like that okay okay and then and then they said like um they really hated it because just like um the the bridal industry, I know this mm-hmm. is not what you do, but I, I have a, I have a mm-hmm. question after this, but mm-hmm. the bridal industry is just like, so everything was just very like, um, she, it just wasn't a good environment. She felt like, you know, it mm-hmm. just, every, everything was about like money because the word wedding was in front of it. And like, just, it just wasn't healthy. She felt like, and it wasn't something she wanted to be around. Um, but I feel like when people think of event, management or planning a lot of it does go to wedding because it's just like kind of in the forefront of everyone's mind and it's it's a beautiful thing you know and um you know who it sounds like a lot of fun if you're especially I think if you're a girl and you enjoy those kind of things um but you mentioned that there are so many other things you can do um and you and you're doing this now with like sports and things like that and I Honestly, I didn't even know that existed. So how did you come upon Stan Smith events? Like after this journey of doing planning and stuff like that? Yeah. So um, a few years ago, I also worked for a nonprofit as an event um, coordinator and planner. And um, it's where, you know, your your good friend, Christina Myung worked there. And so um, it was Back then, it was pre to Passion City Church. It was Mm -hmm. just Passion Conferences, and I was on their events team. So, um, you know, kind of different arena there where um, it's not, it wasn't quite your church meeting. Um, Obviously, they do annual, you know, multi-thousand attendee um, arena events. So that was a little bit different, and it was planning the arena events, planning the conference, multi-day conferences. Um, we also did world tours back then. And mm. so it was planning. Um, my, I started because Passion had done um, one of their stops on their world tour was Seoul. And so they had asked me to come on to help lead with Passion Seoul. And so um, it just kind of evolved. It was a great time to experience that, you know, mm. how to do world t- tours, you know, mm. and um, passion is really big into music. And so, you know, it, it's kind of almost like, you know, booking concert tours as well. So right. it was, it was a great experience to get to do these really large scale events, um, and citywide events where even their conference in Atlanta, we, you would, we sell out Atlanta, you know, and so it's, it's reserving all the hotels, in Atlanta for the students to come, you know, it's working with the vendors in Atlanta, working with, you know, local, um, administrations to block off streets and just the logistics of getting thousands of people through streets, you know? So, um, so it's, you know, it's kind of where, um, I've really been lucky to get to experience, 
you know, from the small scale, starting with, you know, a church function to the church retreat where we had different churches in the Southeast get together when we were younger. And then that lead into arena events and conferences and world tours. And then, you know, kind of coming back and getting to do weddings as well. And, you know, stepping your feet into that arena and then now getting to um, do what I do with sporting events. It's kind of been a, you know, a a whirlwind of getting to experience different types of um, events and, and figuring out that, okay, this is kind of a a little merge of everything that I've done before where it's, you've got the large scale because it's these large sporting events. You've got the wedding details because you're doing um, private dinners for your corporate guests at these events. And so um, it's just kind of an accumulation of everything that I've gotten to experience up until now and, and getting to use a little bit of, you know, what I've learned here and there and, and putting it all together. Yeah, that's amazing. I just um, like, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine um, working for a company like Stan Smith's comp- events um, is is a small circle like is it like networking that you would get a job like this or? Um, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's, um, I know that it can sound really cliche to say it, but it, it really was a God thing. So mm-hmm. when I worked at um, Passion, <clears throat> Louis Giglio, the pastor of Passion City Church, is a huge tennis fanatic. He played tennis in school and so forth. And so Gary, who is our president of our company now, um, he is really good friends with Louie. And so I knew Gary because he would always be on our VIP list for our conferences. Mm. And then um, I met him because he dropped off tickets for, you know, tennis tickets for Louie to attend. And so um, that relation, getting to meet him way back in the day. And then um, I had actually, when I left Passion, um, I had actually met with Gary and just to have coffee and just, you know, learn more about what they do. And um, I knew that he was involved with events and so um, spoke with him, but they had just hired somebody back then. And so about, it's probably been about like five, six years. Um, And so we just kind of kept in touch. And then early 2019 um, ran, I just moved back to Atlanta, I think in, like end of February, early March. And then a couple of weeks later, he randomly DM'd me on Instagram and was like, hey, do you know anybody who's open to, you know, applying for this job? And I was like, me. I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just, within two weeks, I interviewed and um, was, you know, hired and and this journey began. So wow. um, it just, yes, in a way it was networking, but you know, that one relationship from years ago to lead to what it is now. um, It's for me, it's undeniable that God's handprints and fingerprints were, you know, along the way to, to make this happen. No, absolutely. That's so cool. You're so cool. You're (laughs) the coolest. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, um, just a few more questions. Yeah. I, I, I have a lot, but then I don't want to keep you here all night. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so what do you, I think you already touched on it a little bit, but um, what do you like most about your job? So um, I, you know, obviously I love live sporting events mm-hmm. and I love, um, I'm a very, um, type A personality. So I, I love things being in order and straight lines and um, getting to spreadsheets and, and being in the details in that sense. Um, but I also love to travel. And so, mm. you know, it, this job has allowed me to travel all over the world to these amazing events and um, just kind of, you know, to get to be paid to do what you love to do anyways is, Mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely a treat. So, um, I think all of those things together, you know, getting to, to be able to be a part of it, 
was Again, pretty special. Just a yeah. dream. It just sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, you uh, just said just now, you know, being a type A personality, kind of you like things the way they should be. I too, and the exact same. Um, but, you know, I was wondering... So, like, do you suggest, like, if, say, someone is thinking about, oh, maybe this is something I'm interested in, right? But then um, they are not type A or, like, they don't do well under stress or pressure. Like, would you suggest, like, oh, you should do it anyways? Like, you should just try it? <laughs> or, but um, I would say... <laughs> um, I would say... I think um, it would come down to how well you handle pressure. Okay. Because everything, um, you may not be type A, but you could be very punctual. Mm. And if you're very um, open to learning and, you know, just kind of being um, um, willing to step into any role, I think um, another part of it is that, Yes, there is the glitz and glamour part of what I get to do, but you've you've also kind of have to have the willingness to to humble yourself to do whatever needs to get done to right. for the bigger picture, you know. And so, mm-hmm. um, I would also say um, I think you would thrive in this job if you're Type A, but I think the biggest part is um, having a heart that's willing to serve, you know. Mm-hmm. So whether you're even if it's a beautiful pla- uh, table that you're laying out or, you know, the details of making sure, you know, a car service is there on time to pick somebody up from the airport or um, whatever piece it may be, it's serving those guests. It's serving the people who are coming um, that you've set this table for. And so if you don't have um, that mentality of just, enjoying being a servant and having kind of that mentality, then I think it would be difficult to continue to do this because it's not always glamorous, you know? And so I think you can learn to be um, detailed and you can Mm. learn to be punctual and you can Mm. learn to um, build spreadsheets and read spreadsheets. And, you know, obviously you can learn to um, work with vendors and read contracts and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's you're wanting to set the best for these guests and and wanting to serve them. So it's your willingness of, you know, it's not always going to be glamorous. You're not always going to be appreciated for it. Um, But it's being able to be satisfied and knowing that, you know, I did my best to to set this um, for this person and and being able to be okay without being acknowledged for it. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, I mean, obviously you hit the nail right on the head cause that's what you do. But, um, I, as you were talking, I remembered, um, my experience in the past as a production assistant and, you know, you're really expected to do all the things, whether it's pick up garbage or, you know, like, like you said, and just have that servant heart. And I, I always kind of thrived as a production assistant because it was similar to my mentality of serving at my home church, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like you just, you do what you got to do so that everyone else can do what they're supposed to be doing. And, um, yeah, I mean the behind the scenes people are literally doing the grunt work Mm -hmm. so that the client is having the the best experience possible. So yeah, I mean that servant heart, I feel like is a key piece if you're thinking about doing something like this. For sure. For yeah, sure. That's awesome. <clears throat> okay. So what is your least favorite part of the job? My least favorite part of the job. <laughs> um, so this is, this is more superficial. So I love winter mm-hmm. and I don't really like summer, uh-huh. but all the sporting events <laughs> are during the summer and so even when we head down to Australia in January, it is summer in Australia. Oh, so year round, we are chasing summer. So <laughs> it's the tension of figuring out how to look presentable in front of your corporate clients and not melt in the heat and, you know, look put together and there and done. And, 
you know, not sweltering in the heat. So that's so funny. That is probably the most difficult part. No, of, yeah, of my it's super job, challenging. Sure. I hate being hot. <laughs> it's like... Yes, yes. So it's figuring out how to cool off in between. Um, you oh, know, man. and just being nonchalant about it, and yeah, right, yeah. right. Like, Step I'm not into hot, air are conditioning you? real quick. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. funny, but so true. That would be a challenge. Yeah, and like it's not like you can wear like shorts at a corporate event exactly. or something. Yes, <laughs> like... yes. You know, good deodorant, good hygiene. Yeah. <laughs> you know, got your lipstick and. Uh, like a portable perfume with you in your pocket oh to take gosh. with you everywhere you go. And so. Oh, yeah. speaking I of, think- you said lipstick, but I was going <laughs> to say, um, um, has COVID affected these events at all that you've been planning? Yeah. So um, for us and, and for me particularly just have been super lucky because um, our, our leadership has been super generous. So mm. Our last official event pre-COVID was um, Australian Open January of 2020. And Mm -hmm. then once we got, and even then is when everybody was talking about COVID. Um, We were in Australia for Chinese New Year. So it was a little bit awkward because in the news you're hearing about, you know, this um, COVID coming out of China and then you're surrounded by Chinese people. Um, So there, you know, it, it was, it was kind of, it was there, we saw it, but it was still foreign. And then we came home and then everything shut down. So oh, for the bulk of 2020, um, we, we didn't go anywhere. You know, obviously a lot of sporting events were canceled. Olympics was moved to this year. Yes. Um, Wimbledon was canceled. Um, a lot of other different tennis events and, and everything that we had on our full calendar um, was postponed or canceled. And so we kind of had to pivot. And so, um, we did, you know, obviously everybody loved zoom during COVID. So, yeah. you know, we came up with different virtual events we could do in oh, the wow. meantime here and there. Um, and then we were lucky where there was kind of a window open toward the end of the year. And so, uh, we were able to do a partnership event in Pebble beach toward the end of last year. Um, but aside from that, um, our guys being down at masters today is, is the first one back, you know? And so this is, this is kind of just a one-off and then we're hoping to be back on site at Wimbledon in July, but you know, all fingers, fingers crossed because obviously it's, it's us getting into the UK. It's depending on the rollout of the vaccine over there. And so, you know, it's, everything's kind of TBD, but you're planning as well. So again, you're, you're planning for a worst case and best case scenario. Best case would obviously be that we get to go um, travel again and be on site for events. Worst case would be, okay, it, you, we planned all of this, but we canceled. So then, you know, how can we pivot next? So um, again, I've, I've been lucky because, you know, my team has been able to keep me on during mm-hmm. this time. I know a lot of people have, you know, obviously suffered um, yeah. the past year. And so, um, yeah, so it's, it's been different. Uh, you know, our team is used to being in a new location every month, every other month. And so, um, it's been great as well, just to be home with family and, um, get to spend time that way. Yeah. But it, uh, we're all itching to, right, we right. all love to travel. So we're all itching to kind of use our passports again. So yeah. hope, hoping that it'll happen soon. Man, that's crazy. I just, I mean, yeah, I mean, especially for something so specific as your job is, and then having literal events, everything, be, the world is canceling everything, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that's crazy. But yeah, how fortunate that you, you still get to do what you guys do. Um, yeah. uh, so are, when do the Olympics start again? So they are in August, August. end of August. That's, that's end of July, August. So we actually will not go to um, the Olympics. Okay. Obviously, Japan has announced that um, they will not accept any foreign spectators. It'll just be open to Japanese. And so um, we won't, you know, that's off of our calendar. But we're hoping, like I said, if if the UK is able to open back up, mm-hmm. then, you know, fingers crossed, we'll be able to yeah. head over there. So. Man. Still so cool. 
that's all I can say, really. Um, well, um, Esther, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Um, I, oh, oh, last thing. I yeah. asked this to all my guests before we end our time mm-hmm. together, and that's it. Do you have any advice for somebody that is listening and is thinking, oh, wow, maybe this is something that I might be interested in doing? Oh, or do you just have any advice at all <laughs> for, you know, just life? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I would... Just in general, I think it's, um, you, you know, I, I always tell the little littles around me as well to dream big. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did as well, you know, and it's, um, I know that we're in a different age where, you know, there's different difficulties and obstacles that come, but if you dream big and you really just, just have the confidence in yourself to try, whether it leads to failure or success. Mm. Um, you know, not every season of my life has been, you know, glorious and beautiful and fun. Mm. And, you know, there were jobs that I did, um, where there was a season where I was an HR manager. There was a season that I did finance, um, you know, and I was miserable. Those Mm. were definitely not my sweet spots, but all of that led up into, building me to be the person I am today that allow, allows me to thrive where I am today. So I think it's um, be patient in those seasons where it just, you're dragging your feet. You really don't want to do what you've been called to do um, mm. and be faithful in that. And I think it will lead, it'll allow you to, to learn the things that you need to um, really thrive when you do get to a place where um, you find something that you love or you kn- get to know yourself better and knowing, hey, I thought I would love doing this, but I mm-hmm. realized that I, I love doing this, you know, and so it's just not being afraid to test the waters and to push your boundaries and to dream big, but also being um, obedient in the season that you're in and knowing that there's hope tomorrow and this is a step for you to, you know, make it up to that next plateau and um, where you're, where God's leading us. And so, yeah, man, yes to all of that, because um, I will say like, you know, it might seem uh, easier said than done, right. To people that are listening Um, because, you know, even myself in like very recently, I think even parenthood for myself as a mom, stay at home mom, it's like, um, you know, doing things to the best of your ability with excellence, no matter what it is, and being faithful to that. Um, but it's like so hard because you know there's more, right? But then what you said, you know, just being patient and faithful in in the place you are, the season you are right now, and know that God is building you for what is to come. And whatever that looks like. And I, I mean, you know, even what you're doing right now for me is like, I mean, that's it. You made it to your dream job, but then there's probably more, there's probably going to be more. And I think that's so exciting, but you know, to everyone listening, that's in that like season of when is my life going to turn around? Um, Yeah. I mean, what you just said, just trusting that God has more for the next season of life is so hard again, but so true. So true. Um, Well, thank you again. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure. And Uh, I I do need to say one thing to clarify. Your wedding was so easy because you planned everything (laughs) to a T. And all I had to do was make sure that this was done here because you had xyz instructions <laughs> on to do so yours was one of the easiest weddings i've ever done so you well give thank me you for credit, saying that it actually it, means it, a lot to me <laughs> it, it, it it was your wedding because you really did put the detail into it oh, man, so, that's it, so funny. it was fun and my pleasure to do it yes i mean it, oh but you know i would even like this is just a side note mm-hmm. um and i think it's a fun story but like even um so you met my mom mm-hmm. when I was in high school, like a, yep. before I even met David, my husband. Right. And 
um, my mom owned a wedding uh, boutique, like mm-hmm. in a former wear store. And so I think this is a story that she helped with your brother's wedding. Yes. So your mom was our godsend, like angel from heaven. So my sister-in-law, my brother, um, had kind of planned up to a certain point and then um, whatever happened and it fell through. And so at the last minute, she she had this other kind of helper planner with her dress and the tux and everything. And we kind of got out of that situation. And it was like, literally probably like days to maybe a couple of weeks before the wedding. And we found your mom miraculously. And how did you find she, her? We, um, I don't like, remember. Like maybe either, word of mouth. Cause that's, I mean, it's not like, mouth or we just searched for another like okay. Korean wedding shop so in Atlanta. Cause there weren't that many in no. Atlanta. And so, um, she and your mom just has, this calm demeanor too like she wasn't stressed about it she was super generous my mom yes yeah I told you she was a godsend angel so um but yeah she she was just so gracious and just Mm -hmm. helping us even though we were on such a time crunch and you know she helped us came to the wedding made sure my sister-in-law looked beautiful and um forever gratitude to her as well for oh, her wow I, so I didn't know the extent of that story yeah. I just knew that you guys knew each other and uh, things like that but all that to say I feel like even for me that was like a godsend for my <laughs> wedding <laughs> and how I knew you and you and even the history between you and my mom um was just so interesting like I just I so it's god it is god it is. but um yeah. yeah that's really cool yeah. That's cool. I didn't. I didn't know the extent. I just. She, I remember she just told me like, "Oh yeah, I just helped with her brother's wedding." Cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, she she made it happen. She put the bow on it for us. So, I mean, I will say, grateful. I think my desire to like you know plan things and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and maybe even that's why you guys hit it off too. Is like mm-hmm. I get it from her, right? Like, so she loves that kind of stuff as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I all that to say, uh, I just, even you being here with me and sharing your journey up until now, I know that is um, divine, right? It's like divine intervention. So um, thank you. I can't say it enough. Thank you so much again. And um, hey, so if anybody is interested in a little bit of like planning or events or anything we talked about today, would you be okay with me connecting you to, with yeah, them? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, So you guys, if you enjoyed listening to our conversation today or you have any questions for Esther, um, feel free to reach out. You can DM me through social media or you can email me at podcastwigu uh, at gmail.com. Thanks again, Esther. Thanks, guys. Until next time.